Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. My name is Barry Miracle. And we have been uh, going over the kingdom of God, and we are now on part 10. And I'm calling this God's grace, God's enabling power. So we've been hitting it from every angle, and we you know, started off with the, the foundations of the kingdom of faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love are here to remain, and that's for, found in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Faith, hope, these three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. That means they're always going to be here. And they are always a, appropriated for mankind. And you can have them whenever you need them. And then on the other hand, uh, I began to speak on the pillars of the kingdom. And so every day, you have to clothe yourself in robes of righteousness. Every day, you got to clothe your mind and your heart with the peace that passes all understanding. Every day, you got to put on the oil of joy for mourning or a spirit of heaviness. Every day, you got to call on the greater grace, call it into your life, that greater grace than the evil of this day or that day. And every day, you got to manifest the truth and then step into it to receive the freedom that you need for that day. This is what we're talking about. And so now, I am on uh, grace. So, you know, there is a grace that is sufficient, more than enough for what you are facing every day. Uh, at your weakest place, Paul the Apostle says, his grace is made perfect. When Jesus went into the wilderness and he was challenged uh, and he was tempted and he went through tribulation and... Um, all kinds of uh, opposition from the enemy, he came out with an enabling power. What happens is when you're facing evil, grace begins to abound. And we're going to get into all of that today. And so I just want to make a bold statement here. Are you ready? Without the grace of God, let's face it, let's face it we wouldn't do much. And I'm just going to add this, possibly nothing at all. Paul the Apostle states in 1 Corinthians 15, 10, I am what I am by the grace of God. Paul the Apostle was only what he was. You are only what you are by the grace of God. Here, let me let me give you a little uh, teaching from my grandfather, Ruxatagoa, Goronyuk Daje, which means along the heavens is Mohawk name. So my grandfather taught me, uh, I think it was like 25 years ago, John 15, 5. And the verse says, I am the vine and you are my, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. That's a bold statement right there. For without me, you can do nothing. And I, you, you read that and you don't pay attention to it. That, well, he does, obviously, he, he, there must be a transliteration mistake or... You know, this is one of those areas where, you know, we can prove the inerrancy of the word of God not to be true or whatever, which is a lie. 
I want to uh, just expand this for you though. Uh, my grandfather often, he, he would teach people this lesson that without Jesus Christ, you can actually, in this modern world, still do nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, if you could just, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to show you something that's going to bring a light bulb is going to click on or something. But actually, if it wasn't for the word of God, if it wasn't for the lamb of God, if it wasn't for the word speaking forth light and producing the construct in which everything else would be made from, you wouldn't be existing. You wouldn't be born again if it wasn't for the word of God, because the Bible says you were born again because of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Somebody preached and you believed, somebody spoke and you believed. Um, words are saving and Jesus Christ is the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God nothing was made except it was made by the word so I mean that aside but even in these modern times my grandfather would do this he would pull out his license and he would say I want to tell you as he told me grandson without Jesus you can literally do nothing I said well okay what what's that supposed to mean pulled out his license and as he's pulling out his license he says you can't even open up a bank account or cash a check or preside over over a court uh, proceedings and without Jesus's say so so do I have your attention yet or have you figured it out yet everything has to have a date on it every modern transaction in, includes a date on it no receipt is legal unless you have a date on it. You can go buy a card. If it doesn't have a date on it, it's not really a legal receipt. The, you're, you're, even when you get a, even a speeding ticket, it has to have a date on it or else it's not a legal document. Everything is measured against the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So that's powerful. Isn't that amazing? everything in the world i know we have the jewish calendar and i know that we have the chinese calendar and all these things but any real i mean throughout the world they, they still the chinese are still dealing with you know the gregorian calendar they're still dealing with with uh time and dates and and, and with world you know politics and world timings and everything is all measured against the the birth death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that's powerful so without me you could do nothing and, and Paul the Apostle says I am what I am by the grace of God so let's just talk about the grace of God and I want you to uh, see the grace of God for what it truly is it's just not your God's uh, giving you his unmerited favor which is very true and i love psalms 512 that says for surely O lord you bless the righteous you surround them with your favors with a shield i i love the favor of god but but it's it's not only for the favor of god it's the favor of god in action it's enable it's the enabling power of god it's the it's the thing that gives you the power to overcome it's give you the power to be victorious it's actually power itself. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says this, and God is able to make all his grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound to every good work and charitable don donation. And God is able to make all his grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, 
having all that you need, you will abound to every good work and charitable donation. All you need to do is that you need to pray for grace, grace of God to come into your life, the grace of God to come upon, you know, people's life. I, I pray for the hard, hard cases in my life and the people that it doesn't look like, you know, there's a, a snowball's chance in hell of them getting saved or delivered or set free. And I begin to pray and ask for a grace to repent, to come into their lives. You couldn't repent unless somebody prayed for you and asked God to uh, save you. And I know there's a lot of people that have been praying for a lot of different people. And you just keep on decreeing and declaring the word of the Lord over people. And this is a word of the Lord. Pray for the grace for them to repent. It's an enabling power to give them uh, the ability to change the way they think. This is so, so very, very powerful. So God, here's the amplified uh, translation of 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I just quoted that to you a couple times there. And so this is the amplified translation, probably the AMPC translation actually. Um, and God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him, and have an abundance for every good, good work and act of charity. My God. Wow. I'm just going to read that again. Just It's so powerful. You need to hear this. You need to, you need to absorb this. Say, Father, give me the grace to receive this message on grace in Jesus' mighty name. Let's just say that out loud. So here we are. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 in the AMPC translation, I believe, at least the Amplified. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing, come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. God is a God of abundance. God is a God that wants to be uh, more than enough. And you are more than a conqueror. God is an effective God. God is an abundant God. And I'm going to get into that at a later date. I want to talk about uh, God, the abundant God. And I'm going to talk about that in probably a few weeks. But, uh, okay, back to grace here. For, um, let me read Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For if by the trespass of one Adam, death reigned through the one Adam much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in eternal life through the one Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, Romans 5, 12 through 21. Are you ready? This is powerful. When Adam sinned, the entire world was affected. This is the, the Passion Translation. Sin entered human experience and death was the result. And so death followed this sin, casting its shadow over all humanity because all have sinned. Sin was in the world before Moses gave the written law, but it was not charged against them 
where no law existed. Yet death reigned as king from Adam to Moses, even though they hadn't broken a command the way Adam had. The first man, Adam, was a picture of the Messiah who was to come. Now there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift we experience. For the magnitude of the gift far outweighs the crown, the crime. Wow. Let me read that again. Now there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift of grace that we experience. For the magnitude of the gift of grace far outweighs the crime. Woo! Okay, I'm going to keep reading here. This is still uh, Romans chapter 5, 12 through 21. So, it is true that many died because of one man's transgression. But how, many, how much greater will God's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance overflow to many because of what one man, Jesus, the Messiah, did for us? And this free-flowing gift imparts to us more than what was given to us through the one who sinned. For because of one transgression, we were all facing death, the death sentence, with a verdict of guilty. Are you ready? But this gracious gift leaves us free from our many failures and brings us into the perfect righteousness of God, acquitted with the words, not guilty. Death once held as us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah? Wow. In other words, just as condemnation came upon all people through one transgression, so through one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to a victorious life now available to all. One man's disobedience opened the door for all humanity to become sinners. So also one man's obedience opened the door for many to be made perfectly right with God and acceptable to him. So then, the law was introduced into God's plan to bring the reality of humans' sinfulness out of hiding. Did you hear that? The law only brought sinfulness out of hiding so he could deal with it. And yet, whenever sin increased, there was more than enough of God's grace to triumph all the more. <laughs> and just as sin reigned through death, so also this sin-conquering grace will reign, reign as king through righteousness, imparting eternal life through Jesus, our Lord and Messiah. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Powerful, powerful, powerful. Uh, I'm just going to read a few highlighted uh, sections here in Romans 5, 12 through 21. Now, there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience, for the magnitude of the gift far outweighs the crime. We 
This is what has been said over us because of the blood of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit now having accessibility, accessibility into your life, the very spirit of grace that you have become one with. <laughs> this is what is said loud into all of creation for eternity. Acquitted with the words, not guilty. I am not guilty of any sins that I actually committed because there has been a price paid and by forgiveness and, and repentance, I enter into the spirit of grace and the power of grace and I am cleansed and set free. Amazing, amazing, amazing. God's, God's blood and God's spirit is God's grace and mercy to us. Wow. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Romans uh, 5, 20, 21 in the Amplified Translation. But the law came to increase and expand the awareness of the trespass by defining and unmasking sin. But where sin increased, God's remarkable, great, gracious gift of grace, his unmerited favor has surpassed it and increased all the more so that as sin reigned in, in death, so also grace would reign through, through righteousness, which brings eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Here's the New King James Version. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace reign, might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. My God, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Every time you are facing something, there has already been put a level of grace that will outweigh the evil of that day. Every day, every time you come, every time the enemy comes against you, every time a, a tribulation comes, every time something happens of negative proportions, circumstances and situations and problems and pains and, and disease and all these things that are trying to stop you, contain you, control you, viruses and overreach and all these things that are trying to control and contain. You need to know today that before the problem came, before you entered into the valley of the shadow of death, before you got thrown in that pit, before the accusation came, there was a greater grace made available to you already put in that place ahead of time. My God. Here, let me read this just to give some backup to what I just said. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. This is the AMPC translation. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do the, those good works which God predestined, plan, planned beforehand. Did you hear that? Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned before. Time beforehand for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them living the good life that he prearranged and made ready for us to live you need to know that god it, but you got to call his grace 
into your life. Faith, hope, and love, they're there. But uh, um, righteousness, peace, and joy, grace, and truth, you gotta call into your life every day. You gotta voice activate the promises of God, the power of God. I decree and declare 2 Corinthians 9 a lot over my life and say, saying God is able to make all his grace abound to me. Right in this situation, right now, right in the face of the enemy, right in the right in, in the pit, right in the valley, right in because of this disease and because of this problem, because of this lie, I call forth the greater grace of God, his enabling power to come forth now in Jesus' name. And I decree and declare that over you today. Receive the grace of God, his enabling power that has been pre-arranged and prepared ahead of time. But you gotta voice activate it. You gotta call it in. That's why we're list that's why you're listening to this. This is why you pray. You are appropriating the promises of God. So I'm gonna give you a couple of examples here. Of, of what you can do to appropriate the grace of God. Every time the enemy comes against you, um, when every time, every time, not sometimes, every time, there is grace that is greater than an enabling power. Grace equals enabling power. There is an enabling power already prepared for you. All you have to do is believe it, speak it, receive it in Jesus' mighty name, and you will begin to walk out your, your best days. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, God's grace is seen probably in the greatest portions as when it's needed, when you're born again or when you're facing a horrific situation. But God's grace is available to us in these situations. And, and you need to know that there's a grace level that's been prepared for us during this uh, whole COVID time. And you need to understand that there is something better happening. Because when God restores anything, he always makes it better. Come on, did you hear that? And when he's restoring a marriage, it will always be better if God restores the marriage. God restores a broken bone. It's always stronger at that place. Anytime there's reformation, every time there's restoration, he always brings much more. Okay, when, when I restore, this is what the Lord says, when I restore, I bring much more. Restore means to bring back or reestablish. Re means to do it again or go back. Redeem means to purchase back under threat. He is our kinsman redeemer. And he came under threat and redeemed us. He purchased us back under threat. Uh, Reestablish, to establish again or anew. Return someone or something to a, return to a former condition. Repair is to return it to its original condition. Recreate means to create again. And we've been recreated in Christ Jesus. You have been reborn. You've been born again. When you are being, so hear this, when you are being recreated, reborn in Christ Jesus, you have actually been reformed. To reform something or someone means to make changes in order to improve it. That is amazing. And that's what happened to you at your conversion. You need to know that you 
have been reformed in Christ Jesus, recreated, but you have been, not only have you been restored back to or or placed back into original condition, which is a repair, but you have been reformed where you were, you were brought back to the original state and then you were upgraded, you were improved. There was improvements that were made. To reform something or someone means to make changes in order to improve it. This is what the grace of God does. Hebrews 9, 10. For they, the gifts, sacrifices, and ceremonies, deal only with the clean and the unclean food and drink and various ritual washings. Mere external regulations for the body, uh, for the body imposed to help the worshipers. Until, somebody say until until the time of reformation came. That is the time of the new order when Christ will establish the reality of what these things foreshadow, a better covenant. And the time came for the upgrades to come forth, the upgraded by the grace of God. By God's enabling power, you have been upgraded. See, all the rules and regulations, the 613 Levitical laws that the Pharisees kept, all all these laws that that, um, the Jewish people tried to live their lives by were great until the time of Reformation. Now, Jesus came and he established a new order, even the order of Melchizedek, and that's a whole, you know, I won't get into that teaching at all, but yet today, but the new order of Christ will establish the reality of what these things foreshadow. We are underneath an, a better covenant. We got to start living by the grace of God, the power of God, the mercy of God. We are underneath a much more excellent covenant, and we must live according to the principles of the covenant, the kingdom. And a big chunk of that is the grace of God, God's enabling power. You have been upgraded by grace. You have been upgraded by grace. Can I also tell you that Revelations 1-6 in the AMPC translation says, informed us into a kingdom, a royal race. He formed us into a kingdom, a royal race, priest to his God and Father, to him be the glory and the power and the majesty and the dominion throughout the ages and forever and ever. Amen. You are being formed into a kingdom, a royal race, by the grace of God. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been repenting, refocusing, and realigning so we can be reformed into the image of the firstborn of the newborn. We are in in the firstborn of all brethren in this new kingdom, in this new covenant, this new era is Jesus Christ. And we are being formed into that very image by the grace of God. At your rebirth, everything changed by the grace of God and you were upgraded. At your rebirth in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Grace made you. The enabling power of the grace of God enabled you to be 
translated from the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. The grace of God is sustaining you. The grace of God is keeping you. The grace of God drew you. The grace of God saved you. The grace of God is saving you. The grace of God is operating through your life and healing the sick and raising the dead and cleansing the disease and casting out devils. You're going into all the world and preaching good news. The good news is that God's grace has been made available because God's enabling power has been made available because of the blood of Jesus Christ. My God, his grace, his enabling power is sustaining and keeping and shall deliver you. My God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Where there is more, much more sin and attacks and opposition, you need to know this according to Romans 5.20, there is much, 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 much more grace available to obliterate the problem and propel you further than you would not have had the opportunity had that problem not come against you. That's not sometimes, that's all the time. More darkness, much brighter light. When the, when the thief is found, you can charge and get restored more than seven, to, uh, more than four to seven times. Ezekiel 36, 11 says, and do better for you than at your beginnings. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. A conqueror becomes more than a conqueror. This is what grace does, ladies and gentlemen. The new covenant, or also known as the much more excellent covenant of grace, has much more excellent promises and far greater possibilities. For instance, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it says here that the glory that Moses com had compared to the glory that we have is like his glory was no glory at all. Why? Because Moses was passing away where, where our, while ours remains. The grace of God needs to come upon our lives every day ladies and gentlemen the grace of god is your enabling power but you got to call it in. ladies and gentlemen i could get into so many different areas that the grace of god it causes you to be propelled further if you could just stand and all things stand and speak and decree and declare and call forth the grace of God right in the midst of your opposition. Have the audacity to call on God's enabling power right in, in, in the midst of the sin, right in the midst of all the problem and the pain. Call forth God's grace. His enabling power will come. His enabling power will cause you to be propelled further than you would not have had the opportunity had the problems not come your way. Once again, his grace was placed in every negative situation to be called upon to not only overcome the situation you're in, but propel you further than you would not have the opportunity had the problems not come your way. I hope that this has helped you, that it's just not God's unmerited favor, which is huge. Don't, don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. His favor is amazing. I pray every day that um, Tammy and I and our children and spiritual children would grow in wisdom, stature, and favor with both God and man every day. Favor is very important, but I want to tell you, it, God's grace is not just his favor. It's the actual working out of the favor. It's the power to overcome. And I want to just end this scripture, and I want to decree and declare this to you. Receive this. Get in posture and say, God, make me a generous receiver of your grace right now in Jesus' mighty name. Are you ready? I'm making this declaration over you. 
2 Corinthians 9, 8 says that God is able to make all his grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound to every good work in charitable donation. I release the grace of God into everyone, and I release it to come out of every negative situation and begin to destroy the works of the evil one and begin to mantle you with hope and peace and faith and trust and be able to be propelled further. Had this problem not come against you. Receive the grace of God today and receive his enabling power to cause you to walk in greater levels of victory even this day in Jesus' mighty name. I bless you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this. Um, We have almost 20,000 downloads and I believe uh, there's a whole lot more listeners out there, but I want to encourage you, please, if you're just listening to this on, on a Facebook or you're listening to this uh, without downloading, can you download it and then can you share it? If this is helping you, if you have an answer, you need to share it. And I believe that even last week, the one on peace, I, I got so many different people saying to me that, man, that just spoke to me. I needed that. I believe that this is another one that you should share out to people and release the enabling power of God and give them hope for tomorrow and you'll give them life today. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And once again, uh, give me some five stars. Get on there. Make a make a, uh, uh, a testimony. Uh, give us a testimony on what God's doing for you. Go to my website, www.barrymiracle.com or www dot wake up into your dream.com sorry barrymiracle.ca um wake up into your dream.com um and uh, leave me uh an email Le- leave me a comment let me know how our ministry is helping you and uh we would love to hear from you love to hear what the lord is doing for your life and you can also get my book there i have several other resources on there as well um but there'll be some more uh upgrades coming to the website soon but anyway love you all and uh we're getting pretty close to christmas so merry christmas i think this is the 21st as you'll be listening to this today of december but uh i'll be coming back to you uh the week after that on the 28th with uh the final part of the kingdom of god and teaching on number part 11 on peace a peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. No, I'm not. (laughs) That it's on truth. (laughs) I already did it on peace. Gotcha. Uh, No, you got me. (laughs) But I will be doing it on truth, a truth that will set you free. There's a truth that you can possess. And I'm going to be talking about the spirit of truth and stepping into truth and receiving truth and in it, receiving freedom. Love you all. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're 
going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us then. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.